Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. yep. to the show everybody you're listening to the confessionals podcast i'm your host tony merkel thanks for being here if you have a crazy wild experience you want to share with me on the show go ahead and shoot me an email my email address is contact at the confessionals podcast.com that's contact at the confessionals podcast.com or go to the website the confessionals podcast.com hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well either way works for me just get a hold of me Welcome to a very special members episode here. Uh, today, we have a returning guest, a legendary guest, a guest that, uh, in all honesty, um, was, uh, I-, I would say, the the story that, well, it was the first story that I ever had on the show that kind of went, I guess, viral uh, in the first week, it had almost 100,000 downloads. People were uh, sharing it, which is why I always say at the end of the show, share the show. Um, and if you don't like me, share it with people that you equally don't like and share it with them just to piss them off. Um, but uh, we we have Charlie here on the show today. And Charlie is from the legendary episode 122. Uh, and I believe I reloaded that episode for episode 351. And uh, he is back today because of the state of the world and things that are going on in it. He has a lot of things to talk about. And so we wanted to uh, talk about it. And so welcome to the show, Charlie, the return, the return, return. It's twice returned now. Hey, Tony. uh, Thanks for the intro. Thanks for having me. It's an honor as always. So I appreciate being here. Appreciate the audience. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. very interested to have a conversation with you today. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, I This is something that we've been trying to work out for a while. It's just hard because some people decide to run and flee this country and, and go to across the world and you got to work out time zones. So 
Uh, thanks for that. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, I was just, I was just running through this intro, and uh, it hit me. I was like, I think the first time. In fact, I know. I'm pretty sure the first time because we were just talking about how how much the show's changed and times have changed. And you know, when I came in, you know, it was I was talking about things that you know was kind of laughed at, and it was hush hush. And now it's like kind of becoming mainstream. And uh, just little things have changed too. Like when I first had you on the show, I think the email was the confessionals podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and the emails changed a couple times because then I went to the confessionals at the confessionals podcast.com and I, I, it never sat right with me. And then it hit me. I was like, I was like, yeah, I know it's long, but it's very repetitive. And so I switched it to contact at the confessionals podcast.com. And I think that's where we're going to stay now. Um, but if anybody ever heard, you know, those emails before, they're all still active and they're all set to forward to contact at the confessionals. So um don't fear not. If you emailed on one of the old email addresses, they're still active and they forward to the proper inbox. Uh, but we're not here to talk logistics of my inbox. We're here to talk to Charlie. Um, so uh Charlie, man, uh, are you ready to drop the hammer on and expose where you're from. Where do you live now or not? <laughs> uh, you know, um, no, that's, that's, that's a very good question. There are a few people that do know where I live. Um, I, I just think we will leave it in the somewhere in the Southern hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that, um, there are some people who know where you live that you don't, you wish didn't know where you lived. Um, the, yeah. we, we covered that in the last time you were on the show. Uh, mm -hmm. when you, when episode one twenty two released, which is by the way, anybody listening that hasn't heard it, uh, it's episode one twenty two secret military Enochian technology. Um, and then I remastered it, uh, and did some audio work to it for episode three fifty one, And on that episode, uh, you basically detailed your experience while you were serving in the military and uh, retrieving a downed aircraft that was uh, bonkers bizarre. And you and I are going to probably dive into that again today uh, based off of some things mm -hmm. that are going on today, some things that I've learned, and uh, we're going to have a good conversation. Um, I'm just going to ask you out front here as well, just to cover my bases. Uh, you're not talking about where you are now. Uh, you did flee this country after you left the military because of your experience within it. Uh, your family still lives here, but as far as the downed aircraft, mo uh, mo mostly, yeah, mostly. Okay. Um, as far as the downed aircraft goes with this story, mm -hmm. are you still unable to tell us where this happened at? Uh, you know, there are some NDAs that even though I've been out for more than eight years, there is paperwork that I've signed. There are certain things that I still can't disclose just due to the sensitive, um, in this case, the sensitive nature of where it happened. Um, we're not always authorized to be in certain areas, um, particularly, I guess, for, for those types of reasons. Um, yeah, I don't, it, it's probably not as big as a deal 
as I make it out to be, but just I'm, I'm too careful, man. I'm yeah. just, I don't want to disclose particulars, um, but just based on location and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I like, like, as you know, like even when we did the last members episode, I kind of told you a story about, um, some federal law enforcement that I had issues with. So I just, I want to stay off that radar. Yeah, it's understandable for sure. Um, and you know, that I got no problems with that. Uh, based off of the, uh, the experience you had and you shared, uh, and with what the world has become since you shared it, um, mm-hmm. And even just the advancement of my own thought process in things, um, I, I I think that it's worth revisiting and having a conversation again uh, because I, I do remember when you told me this experience the first time. I believe it was. I, I believe it's weird things stick out in my head. I can't remember, you know, like who I I interviewed last week half the time, but I remember that. I, it was a nine o'clock in the morning interview with you <laughs> back in 2019. So uh, for you, yeah, for yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, okay. <laughs> and so, um, but I remember sitting in my, in my, in my uh, third bedroom in, in my Pottstown house in Pennsylvania before we moved. And uh, I'm sitting there to do this interview with you. Uh, you had canceled the first time because you got nervous and uh, then mm-hmm. we we sat down to do the interview. I was excited about it. You start talking, and you were saying things that were over my head when it comes to technical terminology, which I still don't have. When it comes to military stuff, mm-hmm. um, to the actual experience, I, I I remember I remember feeling like I was a fish out of water talking to you, and. Uh, Apparently, it didn't come across that way because people enjoyed the conversation, um, mo- mostly because I just, you told your story and I just sat back and was like, all right, you do it, <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> so uh, let, let's, let's do this because I, 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 th- there's certain angles that maybe we could explore, but um, I don't want you to give the whole story again, but if you could maybe pick us up to uh, let, let, let me lay the groundwork and maybe you fill in the gaps. So um, mm-hmm. you, and, and also because it's been a long time since I listened to that story. Um, and uh, you, you were in the military and you, I remember you saying how you, um, you, you requested, I guess there's some kind of sheet or something that you get your dream sheet or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. you didn't get what you what you wanted. You were put on this other unit or whatever. Uh, but you you've done several deployments with uh, certain types of people. Like I remember you saying the scientists that were with you on this one, you were familiar with from other things. And um, mm-hmm. you went and you went to retrieve a downed aircraft. And uh, to get there, I know you were by boat, uh, and so the heads that your gears start turning when you, when you hear that, because, okay, you're like, okay, well, where are you going to go by boat? That's within the continent of the United States. Okay. So we're probably not in the United States when we're doing this. And which is, mm, which is, a, not. which is probably why uh, <laughs> he said, probably not, <laughs> probably not. Uh, well, I guess you would know. Um, so, so the, the um, <laughs> 
so so we're we're going by boat to get there, and which is probably why we're not you know trying to disclose exactly. But this downed aircraft, uh, I had no idea frame of reference. You know, like how did we get to this point? What do we like? But it seems to me, based off of what you said, where this thing was downed, and then the the weird things about it, that this is something that I I'm now thinking could be something from uh, another dimension, um, more so than another galaxy or planet. And um, I I could be wrong on that, but I just got a text message from my wife saying well, one of our chickens are dead. So <laughs> there's that. I got a little mm-hmm. distracted there. So I'm sorry if that sure. came across like I was distracted. Right. Um, nah. But uh, she wasn't doing well. She's a little baby chick. Um, <clears throat> so... Let, let's let, because because of some of my my new frame of of mindset and stuff. I'd like to flow by you and have this conversation, especially with what's been going on in the recent uh, disclosures with like David Grush and things like that. Uh, it's apparently okay to talk mm-hmm. about uh, the fact that we are in possession of craft that weren't made on Earth, and we're we're we might have bodies and all that stuff. So. Um, just give us a thousand foot view of a recap, if you can, of that experience. Maybe from the time mm-hmm. that you arrived on the boat to getting off the boat. Uh, start maybe from there uh, and let the people have a refresher. Okay. And then we'll kind of start dissecting again with, uh, you know, maybe some new lenses. Yeah, sure. No no worries. I mean, it's it's been a while since I've actually thought about it, but I'm happy to recap it. Um, I think first... I will say this because at some point in time um, on your YouTube channel where you, you posted our conversation, I read through some of the comments and um, justifiably so there were some comments that um, led me to believe that people didn't believe some of the things I was saying, um, which, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, like I said, I, I don't even know. And I was there. But there are a few things like I was intentionally ambiguous on some of the topics um, or, or the way that I explained some of the things because that that's that just made me feel better about telling the story. So I, I, I get that some of the um, some of the things I said may not have exactly made sense. Um, but again, some of it was intentionally done in that way, uh, especially at that time I was. Uh, you know, I was freaking out pretty, pretty hard. Um, but I'll recap it. Um, so this was, I mean, I, I believe third or fourth deployment, we'll say. Um, I was obviously, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but so I, I was in, I was in Intel, right? That was, that was my job. Um, so normally when we would go overseas, or go on a deployment, like we would, we would have a whole training cycle prior. Then we would, you know, go do our mission and so forth. So on this particular mission, we, we had chopped in with, um, with a different unit when we got there. And that's kind of when the, the orders changed a bit. And we were tasked to go locate this downed aircraft. Um, we need, we had to extract certain things, destroy certain things, so on and so forth. So 
we we had a we had a plan as always. We get there. We were planning on going um, roughly two days in, and when I say two days, I don't mean a full forty-eight, but um, but roughly two days in. Um, I believe we were spending twelve hours on station to do what we were there to do, and then about two days out, and um, and we had some scientists with us, and they had a job too, and so. We, what we do is we we get we get off the coast of this particular area. Um, we just fast boat in, or we we get on. We have a couple of ribs, take it to shore, um, shore it up, and then we we start our clock, our countdown. So this whole time we're also supposed to have communications with our ship, you know, just for logistics and so on and so forth but essentially once we get on shore at this location like for all intents and purposes we're on our own um they can't like for example like if if we needed like a like an evac or anything like that that was not going to be available to us um and then uh, to i think i think we talked about this yeah to to put more pressure on it like there was a storm coming in so we had a tight window but you know the mission has to go on so we we start going in. We had a, a general um, Latin long of of um, basically where the, the you know where the VOI was. Um, so we we were on our way, and and as we're going in, we you know it's it's pretty normal for the most part. But then um, as that first evening or I guess early night came, we started having a lot of communication issues. Um, and and again, it, it could it could have been so many different things. I don't even know if that was something that was necessarily nefarious. Um, but because of those issues, we we kind of split the the crew up. We had a couple of scouts go forward, get to higher ground, see if they could, you know, contact uh, the ship. Um, just because because we have we have comms windows that we need to, you know, meet. Just it's just part of the operation. Uh, so, but when you miss those, then you know, um, there, there's protocols in place, but I, I guess you could say, um, in layman's terms, people start getting worried. Um, if if they don't hear from you, if they don't hear what's going on. Um, so anyways, long story short, we, we get through that first night. The, the scouts never came back. Um, we weren't particularly worried. Um, we rendezvoused with them the following day. They just got to where they got, and it got too dark, uh, so they just hunkered down. And they they camped up there. Um, so as, as as we are trekking to this location, like it's it's getting a bit more. Um, I, I guess the terrain it's getting a it's getting harder and harder and harder. And we got we have civilians with us at the time, and this isn't by any means their first rodeo. Some of the guys I I, I knew from before that has that had been on other operations with us. Um, so what, what happened was just to paint the picture, long story short, we, we get to the area, like we have some, some gear with us. Actually, the scientists have some gear that they can detect particular frequencies, which is, is helping them hone in on the exact location. So as we arrive, um, we, we have, we have the higher ground on where, the aircraft is it's kind of it's down in the valley but it's not it's not that far away it's 
it's relatively close, but it's still a, a big elevation change. Um, but you can see where once we got down to where the aircraft was, we had to climb down. You could see through the the canopy in the forest where it it just it kind of looked like it just came straight down. Um, it didn't look like it was like a regular, you know, if you see a plane crash, it, it normally leaves a trail of destruction before it actually touches down. But this, there was no evidence of that. There was, um, you know, you could see some breakage in the canopy and it just looked like it just, just came down. I don't even know if it, that now that I think about it, I don't even think we talked about this. I don't recall like a huge impact crater or anything like that. And it was relatively intact to the point where, electronics on the inside were still operational um and then there was a tear in the aft end um i believe it was port side i can't remember starboard side tear in in, in the side so something happened now whether and it, and it wasn't it looked like it came from the inside so it wasn't like this thing was like struck with anything it looked more so that Either something on the inside uh, detonated, or something on the inside escaped. I, you know, I don't know. It, but but it was. But if you've ever seen a tear in an aircraft, you can you can kind of tell which way the. Um, I guess I, I, w I would say projectile, but you can see which way that that it happened. So I don't know. It could it could have just been also just maybe it wasn't pressurized correctly is so many different things because number one never seen anything like this you know what i mean it was like I've, I've described this thing to you it was it was all black there was no insignia no tail numbers it had a weird um especially so about halfway down and that wrapped all the way around the bottom of it, it had this weird um it was, it was like a checkerboard pattern but if you're looking at it like a like a chessboard, you see like the different checker pieces and all. So let's just say there was they were black, and then the ones that were, you know, connected to each corner, they were also black, but they were really black, and it was almost like I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like a like a porcelain feel almost. But the, this stuff was was cold, as if something on the inside was was cooling it. So it wasn't just cold. Like it was where we were. That's another thing. It was pretty cold. It wasn't hard of winter stuff, but it was cold. But this this material on this aircraft was icy cold, which, you know, straight up, I just thought, man, this is, what is this? It's weird. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.